This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads on our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. If you'd like to join us in person, our talks take place at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. So, why God chose Israel... Um, now, that phrase is one of those phrases um, that, that's used. God uses, uses it twice, actually, uh, at least, um, where he says, if anyone who touches Israel touches the apple of his eye. Um, now, that's a bit of an English translation. Thing. I think the apple of your eye, when we looked it up, um, is actually the, the dark bit of your eye. That's what it's referring to. And imagine somebody poking that. You know, it's that important. It's something that, that God sees as very important is, is this, this people of Israel. So the question is, obviously, why did God choose Israel? Why is it so important to God that, that the whole Bible is centered around, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, is about these people of Israel? Um, and if we are baptized, then we become spiritual Jews we become part of Israel as well so so why is that what what is it about Israel that that God is so important to God so why did he choose them and hopefully um we'll get somewhere in understanding that tonight or this afternoon I'm doing it now um so did a little um I don't know what you call that a thing um that just um puts together um a rough guide to the history of Israel as it's revealed in the Bible and it, and it all begins with the promises to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob whose name was changed to Israel and therefore they are the children of Israel because that's his name and they're his children um, they go into Egypt and we're told that they're there for four, 400 years in Egypt and then there's a time of the exodus where they come out and there's, they have 40 years in the wilderness under Moses um, and then they enter the land at the end of that period under, uh, under the leadership of Joshua. That's followed by the period of the Judges, um, which is another, what, 600 years. And you come to King Saul and David and Solomon in the land where the, the people have chosen a king after the period of the Judges. Uh, and after Solomon, um, the kingdom is divided into two. You've got the, in the south the kingdom of Judah and in the north the kingdom of Israel and, and after that period of uh, what five, four, five hundred years um, both nations end up in exile one to the Assyrians originally uh, earlier and then later on uh, the fall of Jerusalem um, and an exile of, of 70 years um, in Babylon and, and there's I've just put things on there that are archaeological evidence of that um, at the end of the Babylonian Empire, the Persians take over uh, and the Israelites return under Ezra and Nehemiah. And, and in the British Museum, there's that, that uh, Cyrus the Great, his, uh, there's a cylinder that explains how when he took over, he, he's, his laws were that everybody could go back to their own land. Obviously still part of the Persian Empire, but they were allowed back to their own lands. Um, there's a period of the Persian Empire, uh, such as Esther, uh, Nehemiah, uh, Ezra and so on and then we get into the Greek Empire um, there's a period of independence under the Maccabees between the, the, new, the Old and the New Testament 
and then the Roman Empire takes over uh, and we come to the period of the New Testament and Jesus' death and resurrection. Uh, and after 40 years after Jesus' death and resurrection, Jerusalem falls to the Romans. Uh, and there's another revolt a little later on, in, uh, well, quite a while later on in 135 AD, uh, and the Jews are scattered throughout the world and not allowed in Jerusalem. Uh, and that remained the case for, for 1,800 years until really people in our some some in, in lifetimes of some people here today Israel declared independence and became a country once more after that period of time no other country has ever done that um, 1967 there was a six day war uh, and Jerusalem uh, came under the rulership of, of Israel as well and, and that's quite a history isn't it There's, you can't think of any other nation that's gone through a history like that and still survived as a nation. My my son at the moment is in Israel. He's been in there for been there for a week. In fact, we just received a whole load of pictures from him. Um, he's coming back tomorrow, so it's the first we've really got from him. But anyway, that's another story. But we've got these pictures to show us, and and it's it, it's it's ruled over now by the by the Jews, by the people of Israel. They are they are back in the land, and that's astonishing actually, that that is the case. And even before that, um, quite a few people um, in the past have looked at the Jews and gone, why do they still exist? For all the persecution that they have to suffer, why do they still exist? Because uh, there's two examples here. One, one's an American and one's a Russian. The American was Mark Twain in 1897. He in in a summary really of all that he, he said in a much larger essay he said all things are mortal but the Jew all of the forces pass but he remains what is the secret of his immortality so he's looking at the various empires he went back to the, the Babylonians and the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans uh, and then various other events throughout the lives or, or the times of the Jewish people and somehow they survive and he looks at him why? Why do they survive? And it was quite a shocking thing for him to, to try and get his head round. Uh, and kind of the other side of the world, really, Leo Tolstoy, um, who wrote War and Peace. Um, if you've ever read that, I've not. It's very long, apparently. Um, but he wrote a similar essay, um, and, and his summary was, a Jew is eternal. He is an embodiment of eternity. In other words, you just can't get rid of them. Is what his people have tried terrible things have been done to them to try and get rid of the Jews the second world war is, is just one example of that with the, with the Germans that tried to do it they can't, they, they don't disappear they, they seem to just last, why what's going on so that's just an observation but the Bible says the same thing because he says in the Bible it tells us that they are God's people so Exodus 19 tells us, I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. You shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And that's how God set up Israel when he, when he gave them the law, when, he gave them, when they came out of Egypt and he he spoke to them as the children of Israel that was his purpose with them Deuteronomy 32 
When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his, his inheritance. And there again, he says, he kept them as the apple of his eye. So this is an important thing to God. The, the people of Israel, he's got his eye on them all the time. So it's trying to understand why why that's the case. And we, we can continue with other, other places. Uh, Zechariah, we've already seen at the beginning, he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. So he repeats that phrase again. When Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman, he said, you know, you, you've got, you, you've got, you, you worship here and, and, and so on, and the, the Jews um, in the temple and so on. But Jesus said, well, salvation is of the Jews. So if we want to be saved, it's got something to do with God's people, with the Jews. Malachi chapter 3 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change, therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. So because God doesn't change... Israel exist that's what that verse is saying God's made up his mind and Israel the sons of Jacob are not consumed uh, Deuteronomy 10 indeed heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your, your God also the earth and all that is in it the Lord delighteth only in your fathers to love them and he chose your descendants after them you get you above all peoples as it is this day so God's saying, well, I made these promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and therefore you are my people. So he's, you are, and, and that's the same to, to the day that that was written, and it's, it's the same today. So it's clear from the Bible, and it's clear from the evidence that we see, that other people see, who not necessarily people who read the Bible particularly, they look at the Jews and they can see that there's something special there, something going on, that is out of the ordinary and it's because they are God's people so to get to our question then why why has God chosen Israel so these are the answers that, that I came up with so so the first answer is well because so when your child asks you why why do I have to do that sometimes you say well it's because and it's not a, a very satisfying answer in a way, but it's true. In, in other words, what I'm saying is Isaiah 55 tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, this is God speaking, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So in other words, God knows what he's doing. And he does it because God knows. And, and it doesn't necessarily help us, but if we have faith in God, we, we can at least trust that he knows what he's doing. Uh, and the New Testament confirm that, confirms that. But indeed, O oh man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to the thing who formed it, why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have power over the clay uh, from the same lump to make one vessel for honour and another for dishonour and he's actually talking about Israel and the Jews there uh, and comparing them with Pharaoh and Egypt now God has the choice he's the potter he forms things he created the heavens and the earth so if he wanted to create it that way then he did 
So in that sense, one of the answers are, well, because that's what God does, and it's his choice, and it's not up to us to question him. Um, but thankfully, God reveals a lot more than that about why he's chosen Israel. Um, but he knows what he's doing. That's the point. It's, there's a purpose behind it. <coughs> so the first reason is the promises. The promises to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And we mentioned that when we saw that, that chart of, of how the, the, the history of the, the Jewish nation, the history of Israel, it began with promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the point is that God keeps his promises. He doesn't make a promise and then do something else. It's not just an idle words. When God says he's going to do something, he does it and he means it and he won't change. We saw that, didn't we? I am, I do not change, therefore you are not consumed, O, o sons of Jacob. We saw that in Malachi. So there's some verses on the screen um, which say pretty much the same thing, don't they? All through Deuteronomy there. Because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their descendants after them. So it's because of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and the promises he made to them. Because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath he swore to your fathers. And that's in the context of it's not because you're brilliant. It's not because you're a great nation that I keep you. It's because I love you. It's the love of God. Deuteronomy 9 verse 5. That he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers. To Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. God made a promise and he will keep it. And that's important to remember. And that affects us, ultimately. That God, when he says something, does it and doesn't change. That's important. Deuteronomy 10, verse 14 and 15. The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them. And he chose their descendants after them. So your descendants will be as the stars of heaven, as the sand on the seashore. So they will be. God promised that and it's true and we see it in the nation of Israel as a result of that they are God's witnesses um, now I've got somebody to read and I keep forgetting his name hopefully he can remember who it was is it, is it Shamran? is that right? Uh, it was going to read for us Isaiah chapter 43 are you okay reading that for us? Is it Shamram? اما اکنون خداوند آفریننده تو یعقوب و سانه تو اسرائیل چنین میفرماید من ترس زیرا من تو را فدیه دادم و تو را به نام خواندم پس از آن من هستی چون از آبها بگذرید با تو خواهم بود و چون از نرها عبور کنی تو را فرو نخواهم گرفت چون از میان آتش روی نخواهی سوخ و شولش تو را نخواهد سوزانید زیرا من یهوه خدای تو هستم قدوس اسرائیل نجات دهنده تو مصر را فدیه تو میسازم و کوش و سبا را به جای تو میدهم از آنجا که در نظرم گرانبها و محترمی و چون تو را دوست میدارم آدمیان را به عوض تو خواهم داد و قومها را به عوض جان, و جان تو تسلیم خواهم کرد مطر زیرا من با تو هستم فرزندانت را از مشرق خواهم آورد و تو را از مغرب جمع خواهم کرد 
به شمال خواهم گفت رهایشان کن و به جنوب که نگاهشان مدار نگاهشان مدار پسرانم را از دور دستها بیاوری و دخترانم را از چهار گوشه زمین یعنی هر که را به نام من خوانده می شود و او را برای جلال خیش آفریده و سرشته و ساختم اسرائیل شاهد خداوند قومی را که چشم دارند اما نمی بینند و گوش دارند اما نمی شنوند بیرون, بیرون آورد تمامی قوم ها گرد هم آیند و ملت ها جمع شوند کیست در میان آنها که این را بیان کند و امور نخستین را بر ما اعلام دارد شاهدان خود را بیاورند تا ثابت کنند که ایشان, را ایشان راست میگویند تا دیگران بشنوند و بگویند آری درست است خداوند میفرماید شما شاهدان من هستید و خادم من که شما را برگزیدم تا مرا بشناسید و به من ایمان آورید و دریابید که من او هستم پیش از من خدای مصور نشده و پس از من نیز نخواهد بود من آری, آری من یهوه هستم و جز من نجات دهنده ای نیست من بیان داشته و نجات داده و اعلام کردم و خدای بیگانه در میان شما نبوده است خداوند میفرماید شما شاهدان من هستید و من خدا هستم آری از ایام قدیم من, من اویم کسی از دست من رهایی نتواند داد چون من عمل کنم کیس آن را برگرداند خداوند که ولی شما و قدوس اسرائیل از چنین میفرماید من به خاطر شما به بابل خواهم فرستاد و همه ایشان یعنی کلدانیان را در همه کشیهایی که بدان فرق میکنند وادار به فرار خواهم کرد من یهوه هستم قدوس شما آفریننده اسرائیل پادشاه شما خداوند چنین میفرماید همان که راهی در دریا ساخت و طریقی در میان آبهای عظیم پدید آورد و همان که عرابه ها و اسبان را بیرون آورد و سپاهیان و جنگاوران را و آنان در آنجا افتادند و دیگر بر نخواستند از بین رفته چون, فت... چون فتیله خاموش شدند چیزهای پیشین را دیگر به یاد میآورید و به امور قدیم میاندیشید هان اکنون من کاری تازه میکنم هم اکنون در حال پدید آمدن است آیا آن را تشخیص نمی دهید؟ من در بیابان راهی پیدا می آورم، پدید می آورم و در برهود نرها جاری می سازم وحوش زهرا مرا حرمت خواهند داشت حتی شغالان و شطرمرغان زیرا که در بیابان آبی جاری می کنم و در برهود نرها روان می سازم تا قوم برگزیده خیش را سیراب کنم قومی را که برای خود سرشتم تا ستایش مرا بیان دارند اما تو ای یعقوب مرا نخوانده ای و تو ای اسرائیل از من خسته شدی گوسفندان به جهت قربانی تمام سوز برایم نیاوردی و با قربانی های خود مرا تکریم نکردی من با مطالبه هدایا باری گران بر تو ننهادم و با طلبیدن بخور تو را خسته نکردم برایم نی معطر به نقره نخریدی و به پیه قربانیانت مرا خوشنود نساختی بلکه با گناهانت باری گران بر من نهادی و با تقصیرات خیش مرا خسته کردی من هستم آری من که نافرمانی هایت را به خاطر خیشتن محف می سازم و گناهانت را دیگر به یاد نمی آورم گذشته را به من یادآور شد بیا تا با هم به داوری بنشینیم حجت خود را بیاور تا ثابت شود که حق به جانب توست نیایست نخست تو گناه ورزید و میانجیگران تو بر من اسیان ورزیدن پس من نیز سروران قد... قدوس را 
بی حرمت خواهم ساخت و یعقوب را به نابودی و اسرائیل را به دشنام خواهم سپرد So in Isaiah 43 God explains how he's created Israel um, how he, he created you O Jacob how he's formed Israel how they are his people and how he looks over them and how he, he, he brought them out of Egypt and, and he protected them in that sense and there's a if you, we're not going to read Deuteronomy 28 because it's, it's long um, but Deuteronomy 28 um, describes how if the Jews or if Israel were to, to follow what God said then he would bless them immeasurably but if they reject God and decide to follow the idols or, or whatever they did to, to do things that were, were against the things of God Uh, then, then God would withdraw, and they would be cursing on them, and, and things would get worse and worse. And as soon as they came back to God, they would improve straight away. And, and if you read the book of Judges, uh, you, you see a, a, an example of that. But unfortunately, they get worse and worse in that book as they reject God. Um, so, but the point is that God describes them as His witnesses that He is God. So the existence of Israel is a witness to the fact that there is a God, that the God of Israel is, is the God of heaven and earth. Why? Well, he made those promises that we've just thought about, haven't we? And God keeps his promises. And God promised that to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and to his descendants, the promises of the kingdom. Uh, and they have to exist. If, if the Jews don't exist, then God doesn't exist. They are a witness to the God of Israel, to the God that is there. And that's one of the reasons God chose the Jews, to be a witness that he is God. So that we can look at the Jews and go, there is a God. And it's the God of Israel and it's the God of the Bible because he keeps his promises. So that's another reason why God chose Israel. And that last quotation there in Jeremiah, uh, and it's repeated in Jeremiah 31 For I am with you, says the Lord, to save you, though I make a full end of all nations uh, where I have scattered you, yet I will not make a complete end of you, but I will correct you in justice and will not let you go altogether unpunished. And that's the history we've seen for the Jews. That's exactly the history that we have seen. Uh, and we saw it at the beginning when we look, looked at that chart of their history. But God never made a full end of them because they are witnesses that the God of the Bible, the God of Israel, is the one and only God, uh, and we should listen to him. So in our time, we've seen the bringing about of the state of Israel. Um, it's a little while ago now, isn't it? What is it, 60 years ago? Is it something I can't add up very well? No, it's 60 years ago, isn't it? Yeah, 48, 61 years ago. Um, uh, and... And as Christadelphians, we have been um, saying what it says in Jeremiah chapter 16. So if we read that, it says, Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it will no, longer, no more be said, The Lord lives who brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And they used to say that because it was an amazing thing that Israel got out, came out of Egypt And, and they were rescued by clearly by God but 
The Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he had driven them. For I will bring them back into their land which I gave to their fathers. And we see that now in our generation, in our time, the Jews have come back. Israel are a nation once more. They are there in the land. And God has brought them back to that land from the north in particular so for example Germany was is in the north and it was a place where they were and all that empire that went over to Russia and so on that they for a short time that um, that the, the Nazi Germans had they've come out of that they tried to destroy the Jews and they ended up creating the state of Israel as a result of that persecution now they the exact opposite of what they tried to do God brought about and the state of Israel was born only a few years after the second world war finished as really in a way as a result of what happened to them God brought that about and, and he'd been working 1917 in the um, the uh, British came through in the first world war and took Jerusalem once again and allowed the Jews to begin to come back. There was a Balfour Declaration, which was a result, really, of um, Shane, what's his name, Shane Wiseman, I think he was called, who who had helped in the British war effort. And and as a result of that, there was a declaration which allowed the Jews to go back to uh, and, and Britain to have that mandate over Palestine. And in 1948, as we've said, the state of Israel was born out of as as the British pulled out. Um, and in 1967, the Six-Day War, uh, Jerusalem came under Israeli control. And, and that's, that's quite tumultuous, really. And it's affected the whole of the Middle East and beyond. It's been a very difficult conundrum to deal with because so many people have a claim, particularly for Jerusalem. And yet God has brought that about. And he's brought it out for a reason because they are witnesses that he is God and that he has a plan and purpose for the earth because they need to be there before the return of the Lord Jesus so we're not really going to go into the detail of it but nevertheless um, there's many verses that talk about a a battle before the Lord Jesus returns uh, and in particular a kingdom from the north coming down with many allies and coming to take the land of Israel. And at that time when, when Israel is in absolute despair. Because of these nations coming down. Jesus will return and they will be rescued. Because they are God's people. And Jesus will return and the kingdom will begin. And all of those different chapters up there. All, all refer to this same event. And it's referred to over and over again. About this kingdom of the north coming down. And that's that's one of the reasons why Israel are back in the land now and they're a witness that God keeps his word and keeps his promises and that when he says the kingdom is coming and the the Jews have to be in the land for that kingdom to come well we're ready now aren't we for that kingdom to come now there are other reasons as well why God chose Israel and one of them is that it's the context for the Messiah for Jesus for the Christ The, the kingdom of Israel at a time when, when, when a foreign power actually was over them in, in terms of the Romans, God chose that time to fulfill his promises, particularly to David and to Abraham and to Eve. 
um, to bring his son into the world and it was in that context so Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ the son of David the son of Abraham well that's the promises isn't it that's the point that's being made there the very first verse of the New Testament tells us it's all about the promises of God Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 but when the fullness of the time had come God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law so there was Jesus the son of God a man but the son of God born of a woman and there he was in that context of Israel under the law and Romans 9 who are Israelites to whom pertain the adoption the glory the covenants so the, the promises the giving of the law the service of God the promises of whom are, are whom are the fathers and from whom according to the flesh Christ came so another reason God chose Israel was to prepare the ground for his son to come and give us a message of salvation to give us what we have in the New Testament which tells us of the covenant that is through him that we can be baptised into and become part of and that was why God chose Israel because it was under the promises it showed he kept his promises it showed that he is God and he brought his son into that context so that we could we could see him how he was and we could see him to follow him and ultimately the reason is the kingdom of God as we've already mentioned really um, that, that the Jews are back in the land ready for the kingdom of God to come uh, and Isaiah just one verse of, of many verses um, or, or a few verses in Isaiah 2 verse 2 now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it many people shall come and say come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem he shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Ultimately, this is about the kingdom of God. It was the kingdom of God before when it was under David and when it was under Solomon because Solomon sat on the throne of the kingdom of God, we're told so ultimately that was that was the kingdom then but ultimately the king of that kingdom is the lord jesus when he returns to the earth uh, and all is ready now with the jews in the land again uh, there telling us that there is a god of israel there is a god of the bible and that he's ready and what he's planned is all set up and ready because they are witnesses of that to show us that is the case so to summarize then our final summary so why did God choose Israel well first of all because he keeps his promises when God promises something it happens when God promised to Abraham Isaac and Jacob who was Israel that they would be his people and that their children would be his people 
and so God keeps his promises and as a result of that because God keeps his promises they are witnesses to us to anybody who's prepared to look to realize that God exists and it's the God of the Bible because he's made the promises in the Bible and those promises have been kept because they are a people and and so he chose Israel to show himself to us and because God promised Jesus' son, an Israelite, born of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David. So again, it's a sense that he kept his promises, isn't it? But in this case, it was to bring about, bring his son into the world in the context of those promises as a, as a, a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and of David. Another reason is because the kingdom of God will be centered in Jerusalem that's the place God has chosen as his place he promised it and he will choose it and therefore the events that we see tell us that also as well as the word of God and because it's God's will God has decided what he's going to do and his thoughts and his wisdom are way above my wisdom and my thoughts God knows what he's doing and therefore God has chosen Israel to show he keeps his promises to be a witness to us and because he will bring his son back and set up the kingdom of God on earth we hope you enjoyed that talk for more downloads, videos information about what we believe and details of our meeting times go to our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk